Welcome to Living the Green, the podcast that questions how we can adapt our lifestyles to match our ever-changing and often confused ideas of sustainability. I'm Ellie. And I'm Liv. And we're excited to share how we navigate our cluelessness among the misinformation and work to embrace the greener options available to us. So, get ready to adopt new habits and hopefully enjoy the process. Hello, welcome to episode three of Living the Green. We're back this week. How Hello. you doing? We're doing good. We're in recovery from a <laughs> from a hardcore week. From a heavy week it has been. Um, but it's been a fun week. It's been a fun week. One and the same. <laughs> if you can hear that trickling in the background, the radiator <laughs> is going mad behind us. I'm going to consider it like cheering for, for us doing well. That's what yeah. I'm going to say. But um, I'm well aware of it being really annoying it just sounds like we're in a tunnel or something i don't know what it is it's like we've decided to record next to like the biggest leak we could find (laughs) and no it's not really ideal but um it's not is it but it's 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 not about to stop so we're gonna have to roll with it yeah exactly exactly and you know what we're here now we're all here so today um topic of today is basically the role of media in educating us about sustainability the environment i think this is super interesting um and also quite relevant as we have just set up our instagram for living the green so if you look at living the green podcast you will be able to find our episodes and also everything we recommend and talk about today which is basically just going to be a summary of documentaries we've watched or want to watch, um, social media accounts we follow that just help teach us about environment and things like that. Yeah, and sort of a bit of an overview to give you some idea if you're wanting to learn a bit more about it from actual experts, Mm -hmm. (laughs) then um, yeah, this is definitely what I would recommend having a look at this little list. Um, So should we start off? with films documentaries yes yeah. let's do that so you know you do so you actually do english and film okay no because now well. you've set it up so. as a big pressure <laughs> thing so so everyone's going to be really disappointed oh. when i come in with zero knowledge about anything so thanks ellie so bring your knowledge of documentaries please so have you did you see when it came out the zach efron one <laughs> no. that is so bad so that's really loud there's got to be it's something we can on. do. It's not on. Definitely, if we turn it on, then it will stop. Right. Let's have a look. Right. Yeah. It's not moving, so so we're we're stuck. Sorry, guys. Yeah. We did we did give it other shot. <laughs> well, sort of, yeah. <laughs> sort of very <laughs> minimal effort, really. <laughs> so yeah, Zach Efron came out with that eight episode maybe special on Netflix called Down to Earth with Zach Efron. Okay. And was it like each episode was a different topic or was it? I think it was like each episode was a different place, like part of the world. And he sort of went around touring and like, I don't know. And it was a bit weird because when it came out, everyone was like, why is Zac Efron suddenly an environmentalist? That's like really random. Really random. But it's quite nice when very well-known people do use their platform to document things like that. It's like Leonardo DiCaprio, isn't it? That's the main one in my head for a celebrity that goes all out for... But then also you're on a like 70 billion dollar yacht so like, <laughs> let's maybe yeah you know everyone traveling around the world like getting a jet plane across <laughs> these different countries <laughs> go environment and i didn't watch the whole series but um there's a season two coming out which oh. is why i thought i'd speak about it because it's okay. coming out in like a week 
okay that's definitely one to have so, a look at yeah but he went to iceland france costa rica sardinia lima puerto rico london and iquitos in the amazon rainforest oh so yeah i think that was a really interesting thing there were a couple of things in there that i found quite entertaining and it also just is entertaining when you know the person who's doing it as well that sounds like quite a nice easier watch i guess yeah it's it's not as hardcore as like something like i don't know blackfish or something yeah that sort of gets down to the to the nitty-gritty to the nitty-gritty sort of makes you want to cry yourself Mm. to sleep it's sort of it informs you but it's also quite pretty to watch we love that and maybe that's an issue i don't know maybe there needs to be less of that and more of this is actually a a, a catastrophic catastrophic thing that's happening yeah, in the world right now I think, and i think it's like anything it's balance isn't it yeah. you, you can't watch a catastrophic documentary every single night of the week yeah whereas if there's something like that that you can have on in the background a slightly softer version of delivering mm. still the facts to you then... yeah but this is why i my go-to and i've grown up watching his like documentaries and films and stuff is david attenborough it's a classic, yeah. You can't go wrong, can you? And I follow him yeah. on Instagram, I absolutely love it. It's just, there is something, I think you're right, there's the nostalgia element with it. Yeah. And I think sometimes it delivers the facts about extinction and danger. Mm-hmm. In, but also the film as well, like the images you get, it makes you see how like stunning wildlife yeah. is. And I think it connects you with wildlife in yeah. that way. Well, so you see things that otherwise you would never know is happening yeah. underneath the surface somewhere yeah. it's really really crazy it i is. used to sit when i was little i was obsessed becoming a marine biologist was absolutely obsessed Aww. and then i got to sort of do some science and realized oh okay <laughs> this is hard <laughs> this is actually really difficult <laughs> guys and i live <laughs> in the east midlands in the uk so <laughs> am i really gonna <laughs> like okay let's be realistic here but i used to sit when i was little and um with a notebook notepad and pen and write down what david attenborough used to like talk over and like write down the facts and then like learn them and then like when i first found out about echolocation for dolphins wow blew my mind there was like there must have been three a4 pages on that i really went all in and then i saw um dolphin tail the film about the dolphin who lost his tail and they remade like a prosthetic tail for it oh blew my mind anyway set me on that path for life but certainly like david attenborough's done like a life on our planet blue planet our planet yeah there's loads they're they're all on like bbc iplayer netflix very accessible and i think child friendly as well i think they are what you're saying i think some of some documentaries are really not friendly to Mm. sort of under 12 year olds yeah you wouldn't recommend them but that is something you know that you can show a family or like kids and start teaching them yeah about wildlife and extinction without it being too traumatic too scary yeah Yeah, definitely it's one of those things that i used to put on when um nobody could decide what to watch and i was like yeah. I've got the solution for yeah. this problem, guys. <laughs> do not worry. I used to do that in my like first year uni house as well. <laughs> used to be like, we don't know what to watch. Well, guys. <laughs> you know what? Similar to that, mine was always Louis Theroux. Like, I love a Louis yeah, documentary. Like, the other morning I had on, like, you know, he's just done an interview with Stormzy. Yeah. Stormzy and Louis, Louis Theroux interview Stormzy. I had it on, like, last week, and my housemates came down. They're like, why are you watching this? <laughs> 
don't know. No, it's completely fair enough. I think I know two separate people who both own like Louis Free t-shirts and mugs. Yeah. Just because it's one of those faces, one of those guys that's just got such like a wholesome personality it's and like reputations. Treasure. And this is what I mean. I'm gonna be absolutely devastated when David Attenborough dies. Yeah. Like I am gonna shed tears for multiple days. That'll be so, my ten days of mourning. Yeah, I think it's gonna be. It's gonna be a. Not sim- similar, I mean, and maybe I can't say, no, I won't say that. No, because I yeah. know what you're saying. Yeah, don't worry you know what about I'm it. saying, but I'm not going to say it. No, neither. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying it. Okay, next one, what else we <laughs> Okay, and then there's more of the, um, the Seaspiracy, and then there's also one called, I didn't yes. know there was another one, like a partner one to this, and I haven't watched it, but Cowspiracy. I love Cowspiracy. Have you seen it? Cowspiracy is my number one. Oh, amazing. I I think it's phenomenal. I personally I think it's better than Seaspiracy. Maybe wow. that's just because I prefer eating fish to meat. Uh, well, this is the other thing is like I watched loads of documentaries about marine life because I like marine life. Yeah. It's, like it's more entertaining to watch for me, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. So I I think Cowspiracy gives you like some really great information about the meat and dairy industry mm. and Seaspiracy is basically the same but with fish. And it's super interesting as well. I think Seaspiracy goes into a bit more of advertising and marketing of how they do that with fish yeah. and how detached we can become from the reality of fishing, which I think is super interesting for that. Cowspiracy, I think, focuses more on environmental impacts of yeah. the meat and dairy industry and also animal cruelty. So I think it really depends where your interests lie with a lot of these documentaries i do wonder whether sort of as i've just said like my interest lies more in the sea and that kind of thing so i'd watch that but also i wonder whether that goes hand in hand with i like as a consumer am more involved with the dairy industry with the meat industry Mm. i consume more you know like i physically eat more meat and you know stuff that comes from pigs cows chickens whatever so maybe there's a mental block there of actually I don't want to find out. I think definitely because it is this one is more of a hard hitting one. If you do eat meat, I think this is enough to put you off it. Yeah. Basically, it would be like my view of it. But then I know people who have watched it who like very much it hasn't affected them in that way. It's maybe just made them cut down, which, which is, is equally great. Yeah. like that's the purpose of it. Isn't yeah, yeah. yeah. It? Um, I think, yeah, there is definitely a massive mental block. I think similar to Cowspiracy, but more graphic, is Earthlings. This one is, like, quite upsetting. Mm. Um, Where's that? Is that on Netflix as well? It's on... uh, Actually, it might not be on Netflix anymore, but you can definitely find it online or on YouTube. Yeah. Um, And it's similar... You know the last scene of Seaspiracy? I was shedding tears that this is like that for quite a lot of it so it is hard you have it's quite a intense one I wouldn't recommend for younger audiences at all but I think so important to show the reality of the situation I quite like that personally I I think it's important to show images Uh, yeah well you know see mixed opinions because Again, you know, like, when smoking, like, smoking Mm. boxes and, like, cigarettes and whatever, on the front of the box have all the the ruined lungs and the teeth and the skin and whatever, you know, the side effects or the the prolonged effects are of smoking. And 
I mean, how many people do we know that go out and... Still pick up a pack of, pack of cigarettes, yeah. Like, every day, like, just, it's so, so normalised. Yeah. Does that become, then, do people become desensitised to the shocking images that we are actually being shown? And then does it no longer even work as a method of... Yeah. I think you're so right. I think it does have to be in small doses. doses. Yeah, but then that leads me on to sort of, like... Either that then allows and excuses people to be like, oh, well, I haven't seen anything or da 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 da. Mm. And it's sort of like, there's no middle ground here. How do we get yeah. this to actually be effective and work in the way that it's meant to? It is, it is so hard. I think some of these images, because we're not showing them on ad- adverts, like obviously if you're selling meat, you're not going to show, mm. like a, you're going to show a happy little piglet. You're not going to show yeah. something being slaughtered and like loads of blood everywhere. But, um, so I think in that way, these documentaries are really powerful because I don't think there's enough of it. I think, I do agree, if it was plastered everywhere, then it would start becoming, its effect would diminish. Um, But I think at the moment, it's pretty effective. Yeah. Um, Another one as well, if you're not so into the environmental sustainability side i know a lot of people found game changes very effective and convincing so this one is more diet focused and how some of the best athletes in the world are vegan and how a vegan diet can benefit your health interesting so i mean i feel like this sounds really snobbish um (laughs) but i would say it very much depends on your vegan on your vegans on your reasons for going vegan for me mine wasn't health based it was environmental based so i found that other documentaries that doesn't sound snobbish i feel like that's a fair that's a fair reason yeah but then if if for example you want to go vegan for health reasons this one would be very effective at convincing you to do that um in a way that's sustainable and healthy and super interesting maybe for audiences slightly older than us i think as well because i watched it when i was you know a healthy 16 17 year old i wasn't really i wasn't on the verge of a heart attack you know (laughs) um but so if you're a slightly older um person who has more concerns about that yeah definitely to be fair the only thing that i can really think of that because i haven't seen that um is mo farah and the corn adverts you know how he how he does like his running in the adverts, and then he's like, "How am I such a good runner?" <laughs> Corn. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I have seen that. I think I'm trying to think of like really famous vegan athletes. Is Usain Bolt vegan? I'd like to say yeah, just to support your theory, I, but I don't know. I have no really idea. The, but there are there are a lot in it. Features like one of the world's strongest men. Wow, and, really? Um, yeah, and like one vegan. of the big muscly. Muscly yeah, yeah, man. yeah, like weightlifter-y. See, it, it is really... Be, give me a year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's on catch-up. She's I am, going. I am bulking, so... No, yeah. she is actually Usain Bolt and the world's strongest man in, in one small white girl. <laughs> uh, um, so, yeah, were there any others to add, or...? Um, the only thing that I can think of to come off of this is, you know, we were saying, like is it it's mostly we get all our information from these documentaries from these things that we have to go out of our way to find Mm. really it's not 
news coverage is it you don't get daily news coverage on this is happening in the environmental world not at all and i think that's an issue i think there should be more pressure on journalism to bring it like forward into people's sort of actual eye line because unless you're going out of your way to like research and have a look it's not being forced on you and there was I'm really sorry, I don't have any information about this whatsoever. I literally found this from a TikTok, but, um, you know, one of the girls that threw the soup on the Van Gogh painting? Yeah. Yeah. She was on um, the news the other day, Mm. and um, they were interviewing her, and the news lady asked the question of, like, you know, have you even brought about the attention and the change needed, or, Mm. like, have you just sort of made yourselves look silly or whatever I'm not quite sure what she asked really but it was something along those lines and then instead of really even answering the question the girl turned around and went well have you brought any attention to it because you're a journalist and you're sat in this room being able to have a direct effect on what's being shown to the general public about the environment and about the crisis that we are in because it is a crisis and the fact that you know the more time we leave it we have less and less to turn it around yeah I think the thing is the media really criminalizes activists and I think that's so wrong because it's easier to hate them and call them ridiculous than it is to face to listen to face consequences and like reality and I know when they were asked like the activists knew that the painting was covered with glass they knew they weren't going to cause any damage but and then someone asked them why didn't you say that in an interview and they were like because we wanted to piss people off they wanted to aggravate people because that's how they would get media coverage like the protests have been going on for this whole month Mm -hmm. in you know on roads etc has there been reporting on it yeah and i didn't know there was no because people standing on a road is not interesting no people throwing soup at a painting that's interesting one of the world's most famous ones at that it's got a and it's been happening more since that. I don't know if you've seen, but there have been more people going into more galleries and super gluing their hands to famous paintings. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, I don't know whether that's something to cheer for or not, but it's started. It's been the trigger. A chain yeah. of reaction has begun from this one thing that's brought about so much attention. So, yeah, it yeah is it problematic? Events. Probably, but can you, can you, you know, sort of sit there and say it hasn't worked? I'm not sure you can. Yeah. And like we said, it, like... I admire them for being younger than us and actually doing something. Yeah, Um, because it is very easy to sort of sit here and be like, as a young person, and I think a lot of people out there sort of around our age will agree, it's very easy to get apathetic and stop caring because you're like, I'm not in power, I can't be in power because I'm not 40 and a man. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm not close to being able to trigger the things that need to happen. So what? why should I do anything anyway? And they're clearly yeah. not caring about us. They're it's not changing legislation. It's yeah. for them because they face being arrested. And as well, once you have a criminal record, obviously that puts a lot of jobs off mm-hmm. limits for you. If you do have a criminal record, yeah. you then can't do a lot of things. So a lot of these young people are actually facing sacrificing career prospects and Mm -hmm. that sort of thing when they're being arrested four or five times in the space of a month it is it's it's scary and I don't know it's 
it's hard I do admire them for being brave enough to actually stand up for a cause definitely I think it's really interesting because um the film that's fairly recent don't Mm. look up that's got Leonardo DiCaprio you know Jennifer Lawrence Timothy Chalamet got everybody ever Jonah Hill Meryl (laughs) Meryl Streep who's like the president is it I don't know I think it is anyway most insane cast ever Mm. like was one of the biggest films of the year probably it has Ariana Grande in it like (laughs) there was everybody ever in it and that focused on the fact that there was an environmental crisis like there were scientists sat there on the news telling you you know it wasn't necessarily to do about global warming I'm pretty sure it was the meteorite or something that was heading yeah yeah so they were sat there going you know this there's going to be a collision we know this for a fact Mm. this is 110 percent happening and it was like the news outlets were kind of trying to lighten it all and say oh it's okay like it's really not going to be that not going to be that bad and you know it's about how these scientists that have dedicated their lives to having the right information to know what's going on do that provide the information and then everyone sits there and is like ah ha 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 no (laughs) yeah I think you're really right I think the media do have a lot to answer for and really this sort of thing needs to be promoted a lot more and a lot more positively without presenters being on the attacking side I know sometimes it's their job but sometimes they're so rude yeah and unbearable to poor activists who shout out Piers Morgan (laughs) Piers Morgan we hate you um (laughs) you know i think it's so unnecessary and they actually need to do more of a role on shedding a positive light moving on to some activists on social media so i have a couple one of my favorites is earthling ed Um, okay what's that on twitter Instagram? well he's a he's a man (laughs) (laughs) he's on everything um and he is a vegan activist and he's actually just a really great speaker he's written a book called this is not vegan propaganda highly recommend very easy read Mm. like split up into small sections as well so it's not too much to take on at once really recommend that and he also goes around a lot of unis doing talks I went to a Zoom call with him in first year. That was so cool. Whoa, I was like that's sick. 30 people on the call. Oh, nice. And I It's basically a private audience. Just sat there fangirling over Earthling Ed. Um, <laughs> and he's great. He basically comes from the point of view of eating chicken every day to becoming vegan and sort of his journey along that. Hmm. So I'd highly recommend having a look at his Instagram. If you want more information um also joey carbstrong similar line of argument but he's slightly more aggressive i would say Mm, sometimes in his approach and then on more of a fast fashion side of things um two of my favorite people uh arja barber and also venetia lamana I think she'll be... I'm trying to think. She was Venetia Falconer. She's not recently got married, but she has got married in the last year or two. So her Instagram might be Venetia Lamana now, and um, her husband, Max, is also a chef, and he his meals look phenomenal. But those two focus on fast fashion mm. and supporting garment workers, which is another cause, super important, um, kind of just revealing facts about 
massive companies that you know mm. have the classic white rich male ceos how they're pocketing all this money yes. yet refusing to pay their garment workers very real in developing countries yeah for you know a month or two at a time and the working conditions that they have to be in their social media pages are really dedicated to exposing that side of the industry i think there's even obviously that's sort of individual mm. people there's organizations that you can follow loads of them as well on like a massive scale and then also sort of individual tiny little individual yeah organizations that are separate but even just at environment on instagram they post loads of like infographics and information and they have you know they did the same sort of thing with us for halloween they shared tips for sustainability during Mm. halloween they post both negatives and positives so it's not draining to constantly look on your social media and realize wow like this is worse and this is worse and this is getting worse there are positives on there as well i think that's really cool um i also follow david attenborough who posts a lot of shorter clips from his documentaries and films and stuff so that's an easy way rather than sitting down on you know if you don't want to dedicate two hours of your life to watching whatever and lots of people do say i don't have time i don't have time which is fine if you don't sure but there's a 30 second clip on instagram which basically summarizes it for you that's really easy also wwf wwf that's obviously more animal based um and it focuses sort of on how the climate crisis is affecting habitats and how it's affecting individual animals so you'll get information on sort of what's happening with like specifically pandas or specifically polar bears Mm. and I think that's good because there's looking at something on such a large scale that you forget what it actually is affecting and I think this is the same for like many things like for example when you're like speaking about war or something and you're just like war's a big word in your head but then you speak to an individual affected by it I think it's so much more like hard hitting because you forget that these are real people out there so when you focus on these stories of like specific animals or it shows you specific clips and you get attached to that one thing I think it's a lot more effective as well yeah and then they offer you lots of avenues for sort of donation and that kind of thing if you wanted to go ahead into more involvement 100% the one thing I would say about organizations though is double checking their sponsors yes it's a huge problem I think sometimes with organizations that can present themselves as being there for the environment yet they're sponsored in reality or your companies yeah Uh, you know stuff like that just double triple checking where the money will go I think is a good start yeah, I think big organisations can be tricky sometimes. I also follow Greta Thunberg on Twitter. Classic. She's She's the main girl. She's the girly. She is. Main environmental girly. And she's doing good things. Yeah. She's she's just, like, she's a lot, but she seems to just know so much about it. I think, I think she must spend her... Well, she, she did. Is, like, that's, she started that's when she life. was, what, like 14, Isn't 13? It? Yeah. I'm, I'm always amazed about the information she can yeah. shine a light on. Twitter's good for that because I think people tend to be not only sort of tag more actual news articles and outlets on Twitter, but mm. they tend to just like share the facts yeah. and it's less fluffed up opinion-y. And I feel like yeah. Instagram, there's also this side thing of like 
things have to be sort of aesthetic and a bit pretty and yeah, instagram's 100%. a little bit less what's the algorithm saying exactly whereas i think you know once you follow someone on twitter you're getting what you signed yeah. up for i don't think there's as much fluff limited characters exactly yeah i, I do yeah. kind of think that instagram there was the, yeah it's sort of these instagram like infographic sort of stereotypes of like mm. oh the information's there but we did have to spend half an hour putting it on a pink gradient background <laughs> with with snowflakes around it or something that is so <laughs> do, you know true. What, do you know what i mean yeah but um yeah she shares a lot of um different protests that are happening she shares a lot of sort of clips from other people mm. she does a lot of retweeting and i think that's great because you know she's got what like five million followers literally yeah five million yeah. and um she retweets so many other activists yeah. that it introduces you to so many other people just refollowing her one page yeah and then true. that opens you up to loads of information and loads of avenues that's true if you're after more people yeah they generally retweet re- retweet people <laughs> speak today they generally retweet people who are interested and experts yes in that cause because obviously it's easy to sort of know like people who have a big social media following Mm -hmm. but then yeah once you start following who they follow you're like oh okay Mm -hmm. and she like tags sort of the writers of these articles and stuff and it gets conversation going and I don't think there's anything wrong I mean this is what I do I kind of follow the big names and then like I I fascinated to know about Earthling Ed like that sounds really cool but I don't follow this sort of like I just follow the big names David Attenborough and Greta Thunberg and yeah yeah. environment like how (laughs) it doesn't really go scratch beneath the surface does it you can find a lot out through those pages though it's definitely a really good place to start I think considering you know I'm not vegan and this kind of thing I don't follow anyone who particularly focuses on veganism so but it's really cool that you do so it's like nice that we've got the two sides of like you've got these specific people and I'm like well actually I don't have a lot of information but you can start with me and start getting it through these big pages because yeah also like there are people out there influence and sort and and that kind of thing where you sit there and you're like I actually don't really relate or find your content that interesting but you end up following them because they're they're the one with 2.5 million followers or something yeah like following the big ones is such an avenue to the smaller ones I feel so exactly yeah no very true um and I guess as well I also have a couple who are more bigger names I guess not knowing known not knowing not known for being activists so one of my favorites Grace Beverly yeah obviously I feel like everyone our age will know her (coughs) however if you're don't not familiar with her um she basically has brands shreddy and tala she's a few years older than us i think she's probably what, like 24 25 mm-hmm. um so she started those businesses when she was studying at uni and she's vegan she so tala is a sustainable sportswear brand shreddy is a vegan supplement brand so protein powders they've just released protein bars which i've just tried this week and they're stunning and just things like pre-workout um that sort of thing so um they've actually just announced a new collaboration with Fila as well Ooh. so and it's the first 
shoe made from fully recyclable materials. Oh, cool. I also feel like that's a very easy brand to put on fashion items. However, mm. I fully 100% trust Grace Beverly. Like, she... she it's, Her idea is sort of sustainable fashion at a reasonable mm-hmm. price point. Um, and similarly to that... Also, you can tell I watched Made in Chelsea, but <laughs> Lucy Watson and Verity Belditch. Um, so Lucy Watson was on it quite a while ago, but she has a jewellery brand and kind of just shares information about her jewellery brand, but also general information. Verity Belditch is the co-founder of Clean Kitchen, which they're all over London at the moment. Um, they're popping up in lots of places I think they're in like box parks that sort of thing mm. um Camden I'm pretty sure there's one and yeah so she's also a good source of information for just anything like that I've kind of managed to drown that out in the background oh, for a little bit there I feel I, like it's come back now it's come, and it's come back stronger than it's ever come <laughs> she said I'm gonna take a break for 10 minutes but I'm gonna really annoy you after that Okay. Um, Staying on the line of sort of fashion and that kind of thing, I follow a couple pages on Instagram. There's one called Wings Vintage. They tour around the UK doing really massive, really worthwhile um, sort of vintage sales, sort of big junkyard sales. They, you know, sell so many items of clothing. It's huge the amount of clothes they bring. Um, That sounds so cool. I've never heard of that at all. They're not huge. I've only got about 10k on Instagram. I'm not even sure they've been to Leeds yet. Um, I think it's definitely on the agenda for them. Um, But I've, yeah, they like seem to have so many cool vintage items and like actual vintage ones, but then also just like secondhand clothes that you know, not necessarily branded, but, like, just so many options, yeah. and they post on their Instagram all the time, they're really active, they're really cool, um, jewellery-wise, I follow an account called Ethereal Handmade Jewellery, she's Ooh. really cool, she's on TikTok as well, um, she hand makes all her stuff, it's so, so pretty, um, it really does match the ethereal sort of, mm, the name nice. and the title, it's so cool, Is the really feminine, like, there's so many options and she's got a really cool functioning site um that's linked on her instagram um that yeah she's just she's really cool she advertises on tiktok as well um and then i do also follow um a couple of sort of i think i literally follow someone called handmade vintage um but this sort of focuses on sort of knitting and crochet patterns and that kind of thing that you can do on your own oh, at home nice. um because <laughs> have you done any crocheting recently oh it's really funny that you've brought this up Ellie thank you so much for bringing this up because actually I do have something to add to this conversation right here um I crochet guys um <laughs> I started started making my own tops and um I used to crochet and knit with my mama like so much when I was little but um sort of didn't even grow out of it but just stopped doing it for ages and kind of only really made like soft toys and like cuddly toys and like blankets when I was little and it kind of didn't really even cross my mind to make my own clothes Mm. and now I'm sort of I think it is sort of becoming a trend anyway I'm kind of I am hopping on the bandwagon again but I am going to use the excuse that I uh, knew how to crochet beforehand beforehand (laughs) as like a reason that it's okay um but this is a good bandwagon to get on this is such a positive it's not a fast fashion trend that's gonna i I think you can do so much with um being able to crochet and knit your own things um 
because it's more yeah while crocheting is the style you can make different styles within that once yeah. you can crochet you can you're start honestly good to go doing a lot of and there's so things. many like youtube tutorials and stuff like yeah. that my first couple of tops that i made were literally just following a tutorial on youtube there's so many things on there um our friend grace she's amazing she's so she whips them up so quickly she makes the some like really cool things and even just like once you know how to do it like a scarf is the easiest thing in the world to do because it's just one long continuous line yeah but you've paid three pounds for a ball of wool and you've got like the world's chunkiest scarf like it's so So cool how it works and it's like peaceful for the mind and you're doing something fun and um you can get to the point where like people sell them like that's what I'm saying I follow like quite a few accounts on Instagram that like sell the things they make and and you see on Depop I know you girls are scrolling Depop and seeing those knitted like things being sold for 30 quid I know you are and I know you're ignoring them because they're 30 quid (laughs) but like they're being sold it's like a pretty good avenue for something exactly yeah I know like um one of my friends Sophie she made me one for my birthday that's so cute so nice I literally love it so same her Instagram will be attached as well um, so you can have a look at hers because she does sell them, and yeah, it's um, it's it's a nice thing to do. It's a nice way to shop as well. Like, and I, you'd definitely rather shop and give money to students than yeah. to just you know random. <laughs> oh my god, it's laughable. Really sorry. Random, random companies you don't know. <laughs> um. So yeah, and then I guess finally, um, we can just wrap up. I'll also attach some names of vegan people who make food um, <laughs> on the post oh. as well. Some of my favourites are Callum Harris, um, uh, Ellie Gibson, the Little London Vegan as well on TikTok. Mm. She goes round visiting That's cute. vegan places in London, which all look phenomenal. Um, yeah, loads, like A, B, C, D, E, F, G... K H whatever it is <laughs> the <Layla>. alphabet <laughs> it gets to L and it, and then it's like Layla um, <laughs> it's just long um, yeah so they all make phenomenal food which I will post if you're after some plant based inspiration um, and finally just a couple of apps as well um, which are great for finding places to eat um, Happy Cow Think Dirty. Uh, v Nutrition, just they basically Happy Cow has like a local restaurant finder. So if you're listening, see that's for, really cool. Yeah, I like is, that. It's good, and it's not just for like plant based eating. But say you're with a group of people and you need to find something suitable, mm. amazing shows. You that exactly actually where it is, is helpful because you know what I do. Yeah. I get Google Maps up and I'm like scrolling around and like zooming in trying to find all these restaurants so, that are around the place that I want to maybe go to. Yeah. And it's, and you so can just tap on there, tap like breakfast, yeah. and it will show you breakfast places within like a while. Like it, love it. Um, so yeah, that is sort of to wrap up the little media um part of. And that's definitely just episode. like a minuscule pocket of the internet that we've talked oh, about today. Absolutely, there's These are just our favourite. Loads out there so that I like. Neither of us have discovered yet. There's gonna be. <laughs> God, sorry. <laughs> you can't take it seriously i'm really sorry this is so important go out there find find what's out there like get creative get discovery get discovery discovery. (laughs) (laughs) we love that um yeah and hopefully 
you know, it'd be interesting to do a part two to this, maybe. I think later in, down the line. Yeah, in a few months. Could, and also I'd love to do a Leeds local one. I would love that. Um, I would love that. I know there is a shop in Leeds where it's like a complete no waste shop. Yeah. So I'd love to talk about that because I don't know where it is and I'd like to go. So don't you worry. We'll, maybe that's your we'll, homework, everybody. We'll take an excursion. We'll oh take my a gosh. day out. <laughs> <laughs> Podcast while we walk. <laughs> Um, yeah, so hopefully, you know, if you don't know any of those people or documentaries, hopefully you've got there something to watch, something to look on at online. That's about it for today. Hope you've enjoyed and we will see you next time.